Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. We're here in the tree shop on the beautiful Grafton Street, a street that is integral to shopping in Dublin. Um, the, this street, Grafton Street, is home to some of the biggest brands in the world uh, and it's thriving with independent offerings as well. But is Grafton Street a good place to do business and what lies in store for its future? And I'm delighted to be joined uh, by four guests. Um, joining me is Eddie Shannon, who's a retail consultant. Patrick Sheary is the owner of Patrick Sheary Menswear. Uh, Sharon Ewell Lawler is the managing director of uh, Think Plan Do Consulting. She's also uh, an expert in sustainability retail. And Severin Placet is the head of group operations with Weir and Son. And uh, <clears throat> we might start with you, Severin, uh, as I think possibly one of two remaining uh, family businesses on Grafton Street. Weir's is an iconic building. It's an iconic business. Tell us a little bit about the business and what it's like to trade on Grafton Street. Okay, thank you for having me here. Uh, well, Weir and Son is booming. We're doing very, very well number-wise, which is incredible. After 155 years in business, we benefit from a lot of American tourism and also a lot of local Irish uh, customers. Um, Weir and Son is an iconic building here, so it's known by everyone in Ireland, so it is a reference. So I would say Grafton Street is great. It's a the prime location and normally luxury destination in, um, in Ireland. Uh, it's the place to be, Grafton Street. You see we're surrounded with Brown Thomas, with Louis Vuitton, with Chanel and with Hermès, uh, for example, and Christian Dior and um, myself coming from this industry and I worked all my career for Louis Vuitton with Hennessy Group in France and United States. I think it's very important that Grafton Street remains a premium destination. We have the potential to be like the Champs-Élysées, Faubourg Saint-Honoré, or uh, Old Bond Street and New Bond Street. I should have introduced you as a man from Paris, <laughs> forgive me, but the way you do that those iconic French brands uh, just flow off your tongue is really assuring. And uh, no, great. Well, so welcome. We'll come back to the Super. some of the detail in a minute. Uh, Paddy Sheeran is a man who sells great shirts. Uh, he's uh, from Patrick Sheary. Uh, menswear. I'm a customer, as there's evidence of what I'm wearing today. Paddy, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Tell us a bit about you and your business, if you would. Uh, well, I'm at the top of Clarendon Street and the yeah. junction of Chatham Street, and it's swollen with small independent retailers that go into their businesses every day to put their best foot forward and work as hard as they can. I have a menswear shop, some people call it, it's the mix between are you being served and faulty towers. Uh, there could be a nappy being changed, a breastfeed and dog sitting, a rugby player, or anybody getting fitted. For me, it's all about personal service and I wouldn't be around if it wasn't for the kind, genuine, sincere relationships that I've built up over 11 years. Yeah. Uh, Can I ask you, Paddy, about that? You know, you talk, you're clearly somebody who's very proprietorial, who takes huge pride in what you do. You drive the business, if I may say, you know, in a, in a real positive way with your personality. Um, and people like going into you. It's so much more than just buying a shirt. It's having the banter. It's talking about the match. It's, you know, because people really want so much more in just the 
than than the actual trade, the the the, the, the cash machine transaction. Yeah, there wouldn't be a week gone by where somebody doesn't bake me a cake or make me my lunch and stuff like that. It's, I don't have a social media presence. I don't have a website, which is a negative for me. But people crave, I think, human interaction. They like yeah. being guided. This is what I think you should do. Don't wear that. Fashion changes. Style never does. Keep it simple. We've all the, the books. You and I went to the same school, and our business studies teachers might say, those two fellas are headers, but <laughs> we are where we I are now. I think they might have been right. <laughs> like, like, I wouldn't be here, uh, sitting here or in my shop if it wasn't for my friends, neighbours. I don't have customers, I just have people who care about me and I care about them. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm just so grateful and thankful for Yeah, well, well that. St stay with us, Patty, because we'll come back to you in a second. But Eddie, I just want to just reflect in there on what Patty says. Like, he's a true retailer. You can see it's in his blood. He thinks about customers. He didn't talk about sales. He talked about coming in every day himself, opening the shop meeting people who care about him. Yeah, and he might be a rare commodity um, uh, in the environment of Grafton Street. Um, I would think Grafton Street is a destination on the threshold, uh, uh, particularly after the pandemic. I think it has an opportunity to resurrect itself and to engage with citizens and tourists alike. Uh, or the other alternative is to fade like Oxford Street in London did and is now desperately struggling to come back. And of course, one of the big challenges that Grafton Street faces is that the luxury brands are no longer exclusively on Grafton Street, but they're available in specialist stores in Cork and Galway and Limerick and lots of places in between. Uh, but all the major cities have and need uh, a, a, a destination street, whether it's Madison Avenue, New York, or Bond Street's already been mentioned, or Via Monte Napoloni in, in, in Milan and several others. And, and I suppose we need to look at what makes and what maintains uh, those iconic streets. And I would say there's one word, the experience. And that's made up of the quality and the innovation in the offer. It's made up of that important thing we've just heard about, service. And I'm sorry to say professional service, not just in Grafton Street, but Ireland in general, has hit a new low since the pandemic. Uh, and after service, of course, the cleanliness and comfort of the environment, the maintenance of the street and the surrounding streets, uh, the accessibility, which is becoming more and more a challenge every day for Dublin, because we tend to uh, have the answer first before we look at the problem. So before we have the proper public transport, we're talking about limiting access. And of course, the other thing that's required in a street like this is a sprinkling of magic in terms of the window displays, the quality of the street theatre and the in-store events. Yeah. Okay, you've said a lot there, Eddie, and some of which I want to come back to. But let's introduce our fourth guest first. Uh, Sharon, uh, you're a lawler, Managing Director of Think Plan Do Consulting. Just, we'll get back to the to the minute of what Eddie said in a second to Sharon, but again, you're somebody who's been involved in retail uh, for a long time. What, what are your thoughts on Grafton Street? Um, I mean, I take on board absolutely everything that has just been said, but I, and I do think as well that Grafton Street is, is at that trajectory, but I would take a very positive view of the tra trajectory 
from the perspective that I think there's a lot of really good stuff going on in retail at the moment and a lot of new blood and new thinking coming in. If you pop down to Sculpted by Amy, three, four doors down from here, that is a business that is only a year um, yeah. sort of in business. And you have, a, you know, you have a lady like Amy Connolly who's really clever at developing and delivering not just the retail element, but that overall experience that, that we talked about. And I think that's hugely important because in many instances, most of what you can find, you know, down this street can be purchased in some format or another online. But what people are looking for and what we need to bring in and to keep and to maintain the levels and the standards on are the inspiration, the personalized element of it, the people, um, you know, and, and make sure that actually you're giving people that reason to come in. And I think we see a lot of it when you walk up and down Grafton Street. There's a lot of really good stuff, not just in Grafton Street, but in the wider area. You know, you go down Wicklow Street, you go over to Exchequer Street. There's a lot of vibrancy going on within retail. But I do think we need to, to make sure and retailers need to be supported um, in this country and in the industry to actually keep the inspiration, to keep, um, you know, the levels and the standards, uh, you know, yeah. improving all the time. <clears throat> One of the challenges the streets has, uh, Severin, is that uh, w when we look at uh, the, that the street is more than just about retail. So you're a retailer, but there's stuff that happens at night. Uh, it, it tends to be a street that's occupied by people who are partying, having a good time. Sometimes it's overly busy, it's congested, it's, and, and all these things can inhibit a good shopping experience. The factors almost outside your control. Do you ever get frustrated as somebody who's operating a business on Grafton Street that there's so much stuff that you can't control? Yes. So, and I agree with what Eddie also was saying just earlier, is that there is a lot of potential with Grafton Street. And I think what is currently also the issue is, is the adjacencies. You see, for example, normally you would go on Rue de la Paix or Rue du Faubourg Saint-Honoré. There is a specific committee looking after all the adjacencies. On those streets, you will all only find luxury retail stores, stores about art, just promoting art, uh, luxury, culture, and craftsmanship. And that is very important. And what you see currently on Grafton Street is a lot of fast food opening. And opening, I'm not sure the fact of opening fast food all over on Grafton Street is currently helping. And we're discussing a lot with those luxury brands and luxury conglomerate, which would love to come currently on the street. But their issue is currently to be next to some adjacencies, which will be hard to move, etc. And about the question that you were saying earlier, is um, yes, there's a lot going on. Uh, I think we saw it earlier in the year, security issues with the Hugo Boss store, which has been rammed, um, the Sketcher store, I think, which was uh, at night or very early in the morning, which was attacked. So I see mostly security issue happening, and this is very important that normally the city is in control of that. Yeah, okay. Um, Eddie, just before I bring uh, Paddy Sheary back in, you know, one of the things you mentioned there was about the availability of luxury brands, you know, in, in shops in Cork or in Galway. One of the things, unfortunately, that dictates what happens on this Premier Street is the property values and the property prices. And dare I say it, you know, Amy Connolly, and it's wonderful to see her on the street. I interviewed her. She's a fantastic person. But I think she'd probably even tell you herself that a few years ago she wouldn't have been able to 
to be afforded yeah. to trade on Grafton Street. So, so who's available to trade is largely dictated by what's available at what price. But it's also dictated by uh, the brandscape. Like, who am I going to be next door to? Uh, mm-hmm. I, am, I, am I going to be attracting, with like brands, the type of customer I want to come to where I want to But set? you don't always control so, that. So what's happening on, on Grafton Street is in, uh, and its surroundings, instead of uh, a major uh, opening on Grafton Street from one of the international brands we've been talking about, what we get is little satellite brands. For example, in luxury women's wear, in many cases, 80% of the revenue comes from selling handbags. So instead of getting the whole offer in Dublin, you're getting the handbags. Right. You know, we've seen that, for example, with, 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 with a, a new opening on South Africa. And is that, just, is that not driven by demand? And that we then, as retailers, have to, uh, yeah, yes, have it, to it, deal with that? Of, of, of course demand is, is, is absolutely critical, but, but demand is created by the environment in which we create in turn. And I'm coming back to this issue of service. Yeah. Because there, within walking distance of where we are now, there is a shop I've been in twice in the last fortnight where the staff would rather talk to themselves than talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, don't, I, I never understand that. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but that is now endemic right through the city here because unfortunately we lost a lot of people who were career retail uh, workers during the pandemic. And it's obvious we have not invested in training the people who've come after them. And retail has to blame itself for a lot of that because for years and years and years we spun out the, 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 the zero hours contracts and instead of developing people's careers as we did in previous decades, we just exploited that, that, that opportunity to bring people in when suited us, not necessarily when suited the customers. Like, there's nothing better than somebody adding value by telling you the story of the product you're about to buy, how to care for it, what the alternatives are. And I'm afraid that is more and more absent as the days go by. Paddy, um, we've seen some of the bigger stores get into things like personal shopping uh, to try and, I, I suppose, Make it make to, to differentiate between an online sale and you said you're not online, you're not on social media. But could I suggest that you give a personal shopping experience? That's that's what you do, and you don't even think that you're doing it, but that's that's what you do. Yeah, well, I suppose I do. It's innate in me. My father was a publican, so I, I grew up face to face with customers, so. Maybe I have it innate, I don't know. Maybe I'm good at it. People think I'm mad, so be it. But uh, I'm not the very yes sir, hello, I'm more get in and strip. We've a job to do, let's get it done. Let's get you sorted (laughs) in and out faster than a boiling kettle. And we're grand. And Paddy, I'll see you in six months, thanks Mill. Women love me. I get hugged and kissed away because actually about 40% of a menswear shop is actually ladies who buy for their husbands and buy for their sons. Very interesting. I'm on the side street. I think there's a huge amount to offer on the side streets. They're all independent retailers. They all work hard in their business. Walk down Chatham Street. I can't name them all, but they're all individual people. I know. Every day people honk the horns at them. How are you keeping? How are you? What can I do for you? Can I help you? It's a community, and I actually think people like that, and they'll go out of their way for that. They'll put up with traffic, which is an issue. The city isn't without problems, but I think if you start focusing on the positive more than the negative, yeah. you'll get to a better place. And can I ask you this, Paddy? As somebody who's been there a long number of years, you've seen a lot of change, you've seen things come and go. What's your current... I suppose, uh, what's your current thoughts on how retail will be over the next decade in this area? 
I still think we're human beings. We crave personal interaction. Sure. We crave sincerity, genuineness. You like to look at the whites of people's eyes. You don't, I don't like buying online. I can't do it. Sizes for this. You know, an inch is an inch in a ruler when it's a different make, a different brand. And I fundamentally think people like coming in. They might like the hello, sir, how are you? Or they might like to get in and strip, but it's still a, a personal type of service. I'm good at what I do. Give it to me to do it for you and I'll get it done. Okay, top man. Sharon? Bobby, just say, I actually popped into Paddy's shop before I came in here. He didn't know who I was. And um, I observed a, an interaction he had with a, a lady who was buying for a son for his birthday. And to be fair to Paddy, he knew the son size. Um, you know, he was straight into the, he's definitely a medium. And she came out really happy after that very personalized and trusted retail experience. And yeah. I think that's what, you know, that's what good retailing on Grafton Street can actually deliver is a trusted and personalized retailing experience. I saw it in the flesh. She left, she actually left without the goods because he's popping them over to, to, uh, to her house later on. And that isn't a made up and story. That, that's that's that, not a made up story. But that's but the word, the T, trust. Once you've trust, if you break it, you're ruined. If, yeah. you, if you establish it and you earn it, it's set in stone. You just have to manage it and nurture it. Well, after the pandemic as well, when everybody thought we were going to retail nowhere else except online, the opposite happened. People came back in their droves to stores like yeah. yours, and it's, and it's no wonder. Uh, and, and, but the opportunity now is to take the best of online and personal retailing. And I, I am advising people to, to grasp, click and collect, because it's yeah. the best of both worlds, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and we, but we need to integrate things like our loyalty apps so that they work properly and mm -hmm. efficiently. And, and they work from a customer's perspective, not what suits the store, what suits the customer. And again, on Grafton Street, there are examples, and on other streets and other cities around this mm -hmm. country, there are examples where uh, you would think that the, the app is a completely different store than the one that's online, than the one that has a physical presence on the high seamless. street. It's not, it's not seamless. Okay, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm encouraged by the enthusiasm. I accept there are, there are challenges, but I, I can certainly sense from my conversation here today that there is a strong future for uh, retail on Grafton Street. This is a street that I too know and love, and I think you know, it needs the passion of people uh, like Severn, like Paddy, that will get up every day, get out there yeah. and do what they do. So long live retail, I say, on Grafton Street. And thanks to my guests, Eddie Shanahan, Paddy Sheary, um, Sharon Ural Lawler, and indeed Severin Plazit from Weirs. Thank you all for your contribution and uh, live long and prosper, as they say. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.